Today, we are going to have a conversation about the catcher position. That's going to be the highlight. We did our deep dive on Tucker Barnhart. We did our deep dive on Eric Haas. But with the rumor rumor mill, that's the phrase, swirling already uh, about the Tigers' interest in catchers, in specific catchers, we have to have this conversation. So probably a little bit of a shorter episode, but we're going to break down the current catcher situation with the Detroit Tigers and with all these rumors swirling around, what to make of them, all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get us, including YouTube. Okay, so on Tuesday, on Election Day, uh, I am recording this at 6.15 p.m. Peek behind the curtain. There you go. 6.15 p.m. on Tuesday, November 8th. Uh, I am doing a lot of work covering the the election results and everything uh, this evening. So I know that Scott Harris is supposed to speak like right about now while I'm recording this. But I have a deadline that that I uh, have to be ready to, to work by for the evening. So this is when I'm recording. If he says something in the presser, if... If more news comes out, if some big news happens later Tuesday night, we will talk about it on tomorrow's show. Okay, little disclaimer, just want to throw that out there because I I know that, um, you know, you want to hear about yesterday's news today. That's how the media world works now. That's what I try to provide tonight. This is just the best I can do. Okay. Okay, great. So the big news story from Tuesday in the baseball world was that Wilson Contreras has a gauged interest from the Detroit Tigers. And that sent everybody, good or bad, started, I don't want to say losing their minds. It wasn't that dramatic. But uh, everybody started talking about the potential of this happening. And everyone started talking about the catcher situation and why catcher and why Wilson Contreras and all that stuff, okay? So I just want to lay all of the the information that we have available to us and have this conversation just all around about catcher. Because again, we had a conversation about Haas and Barnhart individually, but we have not had really a full in-depth conversation just about the position of catcher and the optics of it going forward. So, Well, we had a little bit of a discussion about it with the Haas episode, and we're going to start there because in that episode, we said on here, right, we we made it a point to emphasize they are probably going to bring in a catcher, and that's no disrespect or shade to Eric Haas and Jake Rogers at all, but at the end of the day, you have Eric Haas, who is, is a solid offensive catcher for comparing him to to other catchers, right? Catcher's not a very prolific offensive position. So you have a, a solid offensive catcher in, in Eric Haas. 
And then you have Jake Rogers, who is still, a, honestly, a big wild card. And he might show up this season and be really solid. He might. That's totally le- legitimate. If you're really high on Jake Rogers, the thing I want to drive home is that it really doesn't matter. My point is that it doesn't matter what your opinions are of the two catchers we have right now individually. You still need another one. It's a it's thin. It's a thin position. You have two, and one of them, by the time opening day rolls around, will have not faced Major League Pitching in almost two calendar years. That's that's tough. That's tough. So I and again, Jake Rogers might end up being really solid. He he might end up, you know, picking up where he left off and the offense is here and whatnot. But you, it's it's you're an injury away from okay. Both now we're we're down a catcher and we don't really have another option available. Everybody loves to talk about Dylan Dingler. We've talked about Dylan Dingler a lot on this show and when we do our prospect updates and whatnot. And I like Dylan Dingler a lot. I like all catchers. That's my position. I I think it's the best. I love it. I love all catchers. Okay. So I love Dylan Dingler. And I think there's a chance that that he could still be really solid. But um, his prospect rankings have, uh, I mean, we can be blunt about it. They've, they've honestly plummeted a lot. And that's not really a testament to him, you know, being terrible or anything. No. But he has been, he's been solid enough. Like he, he hasn't wowed anyone down in, in double A yet. He hasn't done anything where you look at it and you go, you know what? This dude's ready for not even the majors. Just like this dude's ready to, to be the everyday starting catcher in Toledo. We haven't even gotten to there yet. He's not ready to, to immediately just step in and, and be you know, the, the backup catcher if one of those guys go down. Or, again, if Jake Rogers just flat out isn't ready yet. That's a that's a legitimate possibility. I, I just, I, that my uh, opinion is very much of the belief that I do not care what your opinions of Eric Haas and Jake Rogers are. You need another one. And if that's Wilson Contreras, right? If that's the biggest catcher on the market and you open up and and spend big money or whether that's just another backup-ish catcher type, a 1A or 1B catcher type of acquisition, whatever you think is fine. But I think objectively, I guess that's the definition of subjectivity, isn't it? But I, I I find it really hard to to not believe that this team needs to bring in at least somebody else that can play catcher. And I guess we're looking around going, go big or go home. Uh, the Wilson Contreras thing, I think that was John Morosi started that kind of, kind of well, so, controlled mayhem, we'll call it, online uh, after that rumor was was released. But I just, I, that's the, the point I want to start with is, is you can be the biggest Jake Rogers and Eric Haas fans on the planet. You still need a third one. And you might as well throw your hat in the ring of the really good ones, right? 
And, and that seems to be what they're doing. Now, there was another report earlier in the day that the Blue Jays are likely to trade one of their catchers. The Blue Jays have a fantastic situation behind the dish um, where they have uh, Kirk, they have Danny Jensen, and uh, they have another we'll talk about later. They, they have a high, pretty highly regarded prospect behind the dish as well. And they appear to be willing to move on from one of them for help elsewhere because they have a log jam with the position. Makes sense, right? So the Tigers throw their head into that ring. Why not? They probably should. That makes total sense. Lines up with the logic we've been saying. Uh, it, it was also rumored, not reported, but rumored that Scott Harris is going to be a lot more willing to wheel and deal and make trades. So I, I think a catcher is coming. And I think that's what I want to start with. We'll get to William Contreras. We'll get to Danny Jensen. We'll get to Moreno. We'll get to everybody. But I want to just start with a catcher is coming, and that's not a bad thing at all. This team has a lot of holes. Absolutely a lot of holes. Undeniably has a lot of holes. Catcher, while... Eric Haas was the best hitter on the Tigers this season, especially in the second half of the year, had the highest OPS on the team at least. That does not remove the fact that they need another one. And if you're willing to open up the checkbook or if you're willing to trade somebody or multiple players within your organization to get that catcher that you do, again, I think objectively <laughs> need. Okay. So that's what I want to start with. Uh, let's get into the players at hand. We'll, we'll talk about some of the, the players that are being rumored out there. Contreras, Jensen, etc. But first I got to tell y'all about our friends over at simply safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on tigers. Listeners, can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real so you can get the priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors in every room, window, door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats in your home. It's the best. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed systems. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, etc. You can even adjust your settings on the go, whatever. Okay, so don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off of a new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. So we're talking about the grand old position of catcher, the great position of catcher, the, the greatest position in sports for my money and where the Tigers stand currently. So uh, Eric Haas will will be back. I, I think that that's a pretty safe bet. Again, one of the better hitters you had this season, and that's significantly more of a testament to how poor this offense was than anything else, but you want to keep your best hitters around regardless. Okay. So he'll be back. He also showed early in the season before catcher got thin. Look at that. Uh, and, and had to play catcher a lot more. He was playing corner outfield and he wasn't the worst at it. So you get to see a little bit of versatility there too. If you bring in another catch catcher, you're not just completely, writing off Eric Haas by bringing in a, a catcher, even a, a big name catcher at that. We also no longer live in the world, in the baseball world, where catchers are going out there and logging 140 games behind the plate. That's just, that's not that's not the catcher position anymore. It's similar to uh, to goalie, I think, in that sense, in hockey, where like goalies don't go out there and play 70 games a year anymore. It's it's a tough position physically. It's tough on your knees. Wilson Contreras played in 113 games last year and was an all-star, right? So, like, you, you need a 1B catcher. A lot of the best teams have it. Just look at the postseason. It, 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 there's no downside to me. And to, to bringing in another starting caliber catcher. Depth is good. Depth is needed. You're going to have injuries. It's a good problem to have. And the only rebuttal that I've really seen on it is the price tag. So Wilson Contreras declines a qualifying offer, which is about 19 and a half mil a year, I believe, this season. So uh, that is declining that doesn't necessarily guarantee that he'll get more than that because longevity is a price as well, right? So, you know, if he got five years, 19 mil or whatever, that's that security of having a five-year deal is, is something that's obviously very wanted amongst players. They want that long-term security. So not necessarily, but he also said in his camp, I, I believe said that, uh, that they were looking for something in the 20 mil range whether that's 20 exactly or whatever who knows until we sign pen to paper but until he signs pen to paper rather uh but that's probably what you're looking at now there's a couple of things to keep in mind here one the giants were not exactly when scott harris was there uh the biggest fans of super long-term deals and I, we won't know for sure until moves happen, obviously, right? But I am not 100% sold on this front office. Just there's a lot of excitement brewing and whatnot. I'm not 100% sold that they're just going to turn around and give like five to seven year long contracts right off rip. This is catcher. We talked about the, how catcher is a tough position to play long-term. And Contreras next year will be his age 31 season. I'm not sure that 
Scott Harris is going to, you know, first order of business, give a 31-year-old catcher five years. I'm not sure that's at the top of the to-do list. Now, they've shown interest, and I'm a fan of that. I like that they're showing interest. Showing interest doesn't mean blank check, blank years, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm a fan of Wilson Contreras here for 10 years, 300 mil, but I am at, who wouldn't be. This is a dude who has an 808 career OPS. His career, he had an 815 in 2022. That would have been comfortably leading the team amongst qualified hitters. Tucker Barnhart's OPS this year was like 554. You're talking about like creeping on 300 OPS points higher in from the catcher position. That's obviously a huge bump. Now people point to his defense. He doesn't have bad defensive intangibles. Pop time is not bad. Uh, framing, he, he's not terrible at, at framing. It's not like he's a liability in the framing department. Um, but... He's not a going to go out there and, and win you a ton of gold gloves. He, he has never won a gold glove. He probably never will either, right? You're getting him. You're bringing in Wilson Contreras to be a – he's one of the better offensive catchers in the game of baseball. It's not a very strong position when it comes to purely offense, and he provides offense. Had a 466 slugging percentage in 2022. Uh, a 349 on base percentage, has a career walk rate of about 10%. He is a darn good professional hitter. And that is what you are bringing him in to do. And he will do it because, again, 815 career OPS across seven, 808, sorry, career OPS across seven seasons, 815 in 2022, coming off an all star season. Uh, had a war and F war because I, I have to make sure to specify in baseball reference war. He had almost a four win season and in fan graphs war, he had just under a three and a half win season. So B ref a little bit more favorable to him. But the fact of the matter is this is a dude that year in and year out is in the top 10. We'll say in catcher production over the last three years had a one and a half war in 57 games in 2020 in the shortened season uh had 2.3 f4 in 2021 and then the 3.3 in 2022 had a 2.6 in 2019 for whatever that's worth to you um like i said solid walk rate k rate that's at his career at about 24 percent that's decently high for sure. Uh, but, I mean, his savant page lights up a lot of red, right? He will chase pitches for sure, but he draws a decent amount of walks. That's a really solid walk rate. He hits the ball hard. I I like it. I'm, I'm totally a fan of Wilson Contreras being on this baseball team. Did you see the offense last year? Did we all watch the same offensive product? Yes, we have Eric Haas. Guess what? Wilson Contreras and Eric Haas would be a lethal offensive duo at the out of the catcher position, which is not a position that 
a ton of teams get really good offensive output from. And even taking the catcher part of it out of it, you're adding a career OPS over 800 to this lineup that desperately needs people that can hit the freaking baseball. Of course, I'm a fan. Now, as it gets closer, we'll see what the, the, the years and everything are, right? That's the big question is, oh, the contract, whatever. couple of things. One, this really all goes back to Illich. If Illich wants, if Chris Illich wants to win and wants to open up the checkbook and, and spend some money, why would any of us not be fans of that? Absolutely. We all want to see this team win. That's one of the ways that he can help us do that. Okay? He's the owner at the end of the day. Um, now if there's a set in budget that's would never be made public and you start, I don't want Wilson Contreras to be the only move we make this off season. I don't want us to look around and go, well, we added Wilson Contreras. That's fun. And that's like pretty much all we're going to do. Now. I don't think that's going to happen even if we do get him. But if you break the bank, right, let's say he needs 25 mil and the Tigers just keep outbidding everybody and are like, this is our top priority. Then you're going to look around and go, okay, well, what else do we have to spend on? What else is left in this imaginary budget that I'm not even sure is real or not? It's probably real, but my point being, all the rebuttals to Wilson Contreras, in my mind, I don't see how this isn't an awesome thing if it happens. Now, there is another avenue that they could take, and that's trading with the Toronto Blue Jays. And we'll talk about that right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Uh, Oh, okay. So live well not live for me this happened like 15 hours ago to you but i am uh the scott harris press conference is happening he is speaking to the media right now as i'm recording this but i didn't have time to wait until afterwards scott harris this is via cody stavenhagen of the athletics scott harris said today he expects javier Baez to be the tigers opening day shortstop sounds like position players are right-handed outfield left-handed infield will be among the team's top priorities this offseason. Also, a lot of indications Harris is open to anything in building the roster. Plenty more to come from Vegas. That is where they are. As general manager meetings started on Tuesday the 8th, they are from the 8th through the 10th. Super fun time. There's usually not too many moves done because that's pre-free agency, right? But uh, conversations can start there and you get a lot of sound bites. You get a lot of quotes like that. Steven Hagen, Jason Beck, um, Evan Petzold, Evan Woodbury, Chris McCoskey. Those guys are all going to be must follows during the, the next three days because of how many questions and how much availability they're going to get with the general manager. So be sure to check out all our wonderful beat writers uh, and our media members. So we talked about Wilson Contreras, Javi, Look, we t- I know we just talked about Javi literally yesterday, so like that's just my luck. But we talked about it. We broke down Javi Bias. We talked about it in depth on yesterday's show, right? Um, I'm not screaming and running around and f- losing my mind about the fact that he's going to be the shortstop next year. You need to cut the the throwing errors, absolutely. Get in the lab and figure it out, buddy. 
But he, it's, it's. I'm not, I'm not freaking out at at that being the reality again for next season. If the slugging comes back, the player will come back. I am very convinced of that. And I think that should be his his top priority this offseason. So if you want to leave him at shortstop, that's fine. Anyway, back to catcher, because that's what this episode's about. So the Blue Jays announced that they were willing to trade a catcher. Now, I have a hard time believing that it's Kirk just because uh, he was an all-star this year. Yeah, uh, Alejandro Kirk. I, I just, I don't, he's only 24 years old too. And, and Jansen is 27. So just optically, I think it makes a lot more sense to get rid of Jansen. Danny Jansen is a good catcher in this league. He is very solid. This is a dude that racked up over two and a half wins in 72 games played. He did not play in half of the games, and he was a two and a half win player. We barely had any two and a half win players, period, in this entire organization. He reached 2.6 in 72 games. And the Blue Jays are just so set at the position. They're like, yeah, if an offer comes around to get rid of them and it helps our pitching maybe or something, sure, why not? This would be fantastic as well. Now, you you got to pick one, okay? Again, a catcher is going to join this team. Your three avenues, I guess, are if you have accepted the fact that we are adding a catcher. Your three avenues are you go for one of the big free agents, and that's probably Wilson Contreras, okay? With that avenue, you're spending a lot of money. But you're getting one of the better, I'm not going to say one of the best, but one of the better, objectively, catchers in the game of baseball, okay? Two, you trade with the Blue Jays, and you get one of their catchers. You get Moreno, who's still kind of like a prospect and somewhat of an unknown behind the plate and and his longevity behind the dish and whatnot, but is a highly regarded prospect, okay? You have to trade something in that case. You have to trade something that the Blue Jays actually want. That's the biggest thing that fan bases do is they go, oh, well, we'll just give them, you know, <laughs> random players on our team that even we don't want. If, the, if you don't want them on the Detroit Tigers, the playoff Toronto Blue Jays definitely don't, okay? So you're going to have to trade them something of value to get either Jansen or Moreno. So player of value, money, or the third option is not a super highly regarded catcher. You want Eric Haas to really be the, the, the starter, I guess, the 1A to somebody else's 1B, and you bring in... Uh, kind of a, a, a middle-level catcher in free agency. That's not a lot of money. You didn't have to give up any player for him, and you trust Eric Haas to go out there and uh, and play a majority of the games behind the dish. Those are your three avenues. Jansen is so good. I love, I love Jansen. I, I really, I'm a fan of, uh, well, just all catchers, really. That's not really fair. I love Danny Jansen, though, and... Uh, this is a plus defender and also had a 516 slugging percentage. Now, that is just in 2022 and again in 72 games. But even in 2021, he played in 70 games 
and had a 1.4 win season. That's still less than half. That, that's on pace for over a three-win season, right? That's still very good and very productive behind the dish. Now, again, you won't play 162 anywhere because that's not how catchers work, but still, that the, the production that you're getting is on par for that. He's really good. He's really good. Um, walk rate, 9.5 for his career, so you're getting about the same there. 19.9K rate, a little bit lower than Contreras. Um, but again, with this one, you're going to have to get rid of prospects or major league talent that they would want. I'm not sure we're really flooded with that, that a playoff team would want to poach from, but that's, that's what you're sitting at. So those are your three avenues. Big money contract brings in top end talent players away that players trade players away that you like and are good and that you want whether it's prospects or major league talent, whatever, maybe a little bit of both. Or you just say, catcher's not nearly as big of a priority as this dude talking to me right now is making it seem. I'm okay with Eric Haas and Jake Rogers and a third kind of safety valve option, and they should go take care of business in other areas first. Long-term catcher is still something this team needs to look at, in my opinion. Dingler is far from a slam dunk. Jake Rogers, again, hasn't faced Major League pitching in like a year and a half, almost two years by the time opening day rolls around. That's certainly not a slam dunk, and it's not like he was necessarily lighting the world on fire before either. And Eric Haas is, love the dude to death, hometown hero. Um, I'm not sure if Eric Haas is a 1A for a really like deep contending playoff team. Love him on the roster. Need him on the roster next year. But Eric Haas would be an incredible 1B and getting reps in corner outfield when the 1A is behind the dish. He, he would be a, an incredible filler of that role, in my opinion. Big fan of Haasie. Okay. Fun times. The offseason's officially here. Um, yeah, Gabriel Moreno is the uh, the prospect catcher. Again, I uh, he actually had a couple of major league stints this season uh, for the Blue Jays when they had some injury problems. And in that short time, I think it was, yeah, there you go, 73 plate appearances and had a 319 batting average. Uh, not a lot of power, but 319 average, 733 OPS in, again, just 73 plate appearances, not too much. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a question on what he's going to do long-term behind the dish. He has gotten some reps in left field as uh, in the minor leagues, but yeah, I mean, 806 OPS in AAA this season at 22 years old would be mightily fun as well. So I hope that gave you I'm not here to shove my opinion in anybody's face and be like this is right and if you don't agree with it you're wrong I have never been like that I never will be like that I am giving you my opinion and I am trying to be objective as I can about the situation we are currently in and then allowing you to determine what you think we should do at the catcher position. And we can have a conversation about it that way. That's my goal. And if I don't do a good job at that, I apologize, but just know that that is 
my intent with all of these. Every single episode, that is my intent. And that's how I feel about, about catcher. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about this offseason. I really am. Uh, okay, lastly, we have some updates on this. Oh, my goodness. The Tigers just released the medical updates on everybody. And, oh, Spencer Turnbull is symptom-free and during normal off-season throwing program. for That's awesome. So Turnbull looks like he'll be ready for opening day. That's great. Matt Manning also says he is symptom-free and on a normal off-season throwing progression with no restrictions. Um, there's a whole lot more that because we had a ton of injuries at the end of this season that we will certainly talk about tomorrow. That's where I'm cutting off this episode because I really have to go uh, <laughs> cover an election. So, hope everyone voted. Uh, hope that you enjoyed, as always. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your next listen, check on the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That's all I got. Okay, the catcher position. Off season's here. I can't wait. The next like two weeks are going to be an absolute joy on this show. We're going to have so much fun. I can't wait to experience it with y'all and go through with y'all. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope, and I will catch y'all on a much less stressful and time crunched. This was actually still a really long episode. <laughs> it's impossible. I can't do it. I physically cannot have a short episode. Peace and love. Going to Derby's Dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.